you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on Buzzers. Correct. Welcome to Fingers on Buzzers, the podcast that's more fun than the Blockbuster's hand jive. Um, today, coming up on the show, we're going to be looking behind the scenes at some of our favourite shows, and I'm going to be asking Jenny, what are the two main types of heraldic fur? I don't even understand the question. I say, you, you don't look like you know what that means. No, 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 but I've been, I've been researching heraldry because it does always come up. It on... does come up quite frequently, so Never I'm going to have to... Never in the real world, but always... <laughs> so, uh... Well, speak for yourself. Yeah, obviously. I'm in the middle of doing my coat of arms. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going a bit more lowbrow with my questions for you. They're going to be on Christmas number ones. Mm -hmm. So I want you to be thinking about which two acts had Christmas number ones with the same song, namely Mary's Boy Child. Oh, I think I have an inkling. I have been doing a bit of swatting up, so... Uh... I know you've been getting into the Christmas spirit. Yes, <laughs> I have. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, I've been drinking a lot of Baileys, yeah, but... That yeah. is the Christmas spirit. I'll be... Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll see if I've been doing enough. Um, but first, this. 
So, Jenny, what sh- topic shall we discuss today? Let's let's start with the big issue of what makes a good quiz show host. Oh yes. Okay. Shall I? Do you want me? To... Go, go, tell me. Tell me about your favourite quiz show host. So, who you think is a, a classic example? I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to give you two clues. Okay. To, uh, in fact, two of my favourites. Okay. So, the first one. Um, okay. Uh, was born in Crosby. Crosby in Lancashire. Yeah. Um, oh, and um, oh, and also this will give it to you though because uh, also appeared in one of your very favourite television shows, Bowen. No, no, no. But he's Lancastrian, isn't he? He is Lancastrian. Oh. Um, now, uh, so oh. the host I'm thinking of, uh, well, also appeared in Doctor Who. I mean, that's going to. I think that might give it to you. Quiz show host who has also appeared in Doctor Who, not Bradley Walsh. No. Um, and Anne Robinson only appeared as a robot, didn't she? Well, that's who I'm thinking of. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there she go. was in robot form on that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So ah, uh, uh, yes. Well, she, I think, is, uh, and then she's not my absolute favourite. Though my absolute favourite. Um, okay. Also, uh, so produced this quiz show host produced Love Thy Neighbour and The Price is Right. Yeah. And was an, a passionate advocate of returning the Elgin Marbles to Greece. Of course, it's it's William G himself. Yeah, William G Stewart. Well, no. The, yes. the, the, they're great examples because they they got through an awful lot of questions. Yeah. And well, they were it was very efficient. high taste, very efficient, very mm. clear. That's what and I like. You can see there was, sort of, there was like a journalism background. That's yes. that's why a lot of, I think, news readers and news reporters uh, selected to be quiz show hosts because they'd, they've got the authority and they're really clear in what they're talking about. You know, the, you can tell what they're, what they're saying and they know how to pronounce things, basically. Well, that's it, yes. And they get irritated with contestants who take too long or, mm. you know, milk it. And that's what I really like. I like a degree of impatience in a quiz the show. Your author- authoritarian kind yes, of yes, host. Yes, yes, And I think that... Because Anne Robinson, I've done um, The Weakest Link and Test the Nation with her and she absolutely takes no prisoners mm. and is desperately unfriendly well not just unfriendly but you just don't see her like yeah. she's just not on set at all um and i found her deeply unpleasant <laughs> and intimidating <laughs> and then met her afterwards and she was delightful and brilliant and once she was off but she it was like while she, while the quiz was on she's not absolutely enrolling gonna... I mean, I, I, that was my first quiz show working behind the scenes was the weakest link Mm. And what that's quite an experience. I was I was a question writer, yeah. so we we would all have our turn in studio, and mainly our role was to walk around the back of the contestants as they were writing the votes and do the tally up who was going to be voted off. Ah. So you had to go and walk onto the set in between rounds and, and work it out. So it wasn't really good for me with my terrible mental arithmetic <laughs> and working out ties and things like that. So I had to go do that and then and then take it back and back and into the production village, we called it, the, the little gallery area, by which time Anne was sitting around with the writer and the producer to, to discuss, you know, basically who they were going to pick on and what mean thing they were going to say to them. And then I had to deliver the news. But that was pretty much the only time you're allowed to speak even in Anne's general direction. Yeah. Because yeah. she she's she's very, very focused. And the Queen of Mean was a great persona, but it must it would have been too exhausting, I think, to keep dropping out of it. Yeah. So pretty much the entire recording day she was fully in character. Yeah. 
So I don't know how she did it, really. And she it was, was pretty tiring brilliant with it because we had a variety of because it was it was mostly comedians, but not entirely comedians. So she was clearly exhausted by people like Chris Ramsey, who is like a oh, tiny, excitable puppy. He is puppy, isn't he? Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I think you know it was really just sweet seeing that she obviously loved him, but there came points where she was like, "No, that's enough." Yeah. And down um, by. Yeah, yeah. She was just absolutely brilliant and. Uh, yeah, so I, I, having seen the thoroughness of her process, mm. she's like the method. She's like the Dustin yes. Hoffman of quiz show hosting. She yeah. absolutely buys into it, and but was then lovely. I should stress that that she was very nice uh, off, offset. But um, but yes, and absolute journalistic rigor. Um, uh, and I, yeah, I think being too chummy for me, that's a game show. Again, this mm. is, you know, something that I think will keep coming up, isn't it, is the difference between a game show and a quiz show. And I think game show, fine, be chummy, ask, you know, tell us the interesting anecdote about the time mm. we met Les Dennis, but with quiz show, it's quiz. Uh, I would possibly disagree a bit with with the too chummy, but I think that's about who the contestant is up against. Mm-hmm. So on the chase, Bradley is really super chummy and friendly Actually, yes. with the contestants, yes. but that's because they're not facing against him. Yeah, they're facing against the questions and against the chases. Yeah, you're the bastard. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are we are the queens of mean. Yes, so to speak. Um, and it's it's about taking sides and about who the contestant is facing. So yeah. if you want them to be in direct pitch battle with the questions, who is representing the questions? Yes. Who yes, yes. on the chase? Bradley's just he's the conduit, mm. but on the weakest link, Anne is authority. She is the questions. Yeah. So it's she has to have that frosty front. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, because actually Dermot Murnahan isn't... You just enjoy saying that, I don't you? I just want to say Dermot Murnahan as many times as I possibly can. Dermot Murnahan, Dermot Murnahan. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a bit, but yeah, he's he's reasonably chummy, isn't he? So the eggheads... Yeah. But then the eggheads but aren't you are, as mean. Yeah. But still, you are up against the eggheads. There is there is a, an enemy in the room. There is... Yes. There's, there's something to, to butt heads with, and it's not Dermot. Yeah. Or Jeremy. Or Jeremy. God, yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And William G. Stewart, obviously, I just, you know, the the purity of 15 to 1, and it was my very favourite sort of quiz growing up, and my dad always wanted to be on 15 to 1, and he... He got an audition, but he was having his hip replaced, oh. and he was like, "Should I have my hip replaced?" Oh. And he could only, you know, could only get that appointment to have his hip replaced. And he was like, oh. "Well, what's the, what's the best thing to do? Go on fifteen to one, or have my hip replaced?" And he chose his hip, which I think shows a lack of commitment to quizzing. Quite <laughs> frankly, if it were me, I would have been like, "But maybe he was he was wanting to do Krypton Factor. And, you know, <laughs> if he didn't have his hip replaced, there was no chance of getting that." that. Yeah, do you know that would have been uh, <laughs> would have been remarkable. <laughs> Scrambling under that cargo net. Um, yeah, so I... But then I did get to be on 15 to 1, which mm. I sort of feel was the... You know, I'm living out my, my father's dream. But except I only got to be on it, you know, in recent years. But yeah, no William G. No William G. No, it was lovely Adam Hills. I mean, who is so chubby. Mm. It's, it's a, it, there are different styles of host. Yeah. And they have to suit the, the format, really, and and... yeah. 
how serious the show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the daytime, you know, the original 15 to 1, I thought William G. Stewart, because also he did have that. He obviously was a producer. It was his baby. The whole thing yeah. was his... Yeah, he, he, he loved it and he loved the contestants, but mm. he wanted them to get everything right or get out of my studio. Yeah, and win ridiculous historical artefact. Yeah, win this dish. Yes. <laughs> so what's your... Uh, who are your, who are your face? Well, I, c- I, can, I can ask you in the same format, Ooh, if you like. Go on then, yeah. Who am I? I was born in Athlone in 1946 and was educated at University College of Dublin. At university, I was crowned the top European cross-country skier for the summer of 1969. After graduating from university with a degree in English, I became a journalist with the Irish Times. In 1976, I left the Irish Times and moved to London to work as a reporter for the British Broadcasting Corporation. Mm -hmm. In 1980, a complete change of career at the age of 34, I abandoned journalism to pursue another career in TV presenting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I should have buzzed in by now. Come on. Well, it did. Eric from I? Denmark. It is the It's already in. Yeah, exactly. Who am I? Uh, you are Henry Kelly. Ah, yes. Oh, love. Going for gold. It was the best, the best ever daytime quiz for. It was so many reasons. Theme tune, tick. Yes. It Massive stamp. Baffled Europeans, tick. Yes. Baffling and Europeans, even bigger <laughs> yes. ticks. Uh, yes. W- weird little format points. That, Couldn't exist really in, in a post-Brexit society, could it? Cause, oh, this is what we're losing, yeah. you see. This is what, this is what we've been reduced very, to. Very, very sad. Oh, thank you for reminding me of going for gold and, thank, and Henry, Henry Kelly of all it. the things. Absolutely fantastic on that show. Absolutely so avuncular and charming and slightly just that little hint of twinkle and yes. I understand how ridiculous all of this is. Yeah. Oh, it was it was definitely done with a little bit of the tongue in the cheek, but yes. also wonderment at yeah. these people who had come together for many of whom English was possibly their second third or fourth language (laughs) and they were still answering ridiculous (laughs) quiz questions oh people are coming everyone's trying yeah trying trying to to be the best they can can. and who's your other favorite see now you're asking because it you there's the purity of the hardcore quiz presenter Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Magnus Magnuson just oh, firing out those questions yes. <gasps> but you've also got the you've got to have a soft spot for the twinkly daytime you know fun yes. magnets yes. They're, there, they're, they're there not not to see people make a fool of themselves but to make a, a good bit of entertainment so there's there, there's definitely there are definitely different columns of quiz show <clears> and the you... nearer you get to the game show yeah so the, you... the, the divide if we had to choose, so William G. Stewart, Anne Robinson, Henry Ke- I'm going to actually go with you. I think Henry Kelly would be yeah. my, on the top All of All round. Yeah. 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 Well done, Henry. Joining us on the line now from Merseyside, it's serial quiz competitor James McGregor is going to tell us about his experiences on Eggheads. Hiya, James. Hello. I've never been on Eggheads. Jenny, have you ever been on Eggheads? I've met the Eggheads and I was on a spin-off show where I applied to be an Egghead, but I've never faced 
the Eggheads lineup. So it's uh, it's okay. all very intriguing. So to me. James, you have to talk us through it from putting start together, to finish. Yeah, putting together your team and everything like that. That sounds very well. Old. Yeah, I mean, put, putting together the team uh, was actually pretty simple for me. Um, it was the idea of one of my Liverpool Quiz League teammates. So um, I've played in the Liverpool Quiz League for about six years now, and one of my teammates, Paula, um, just asked us a few years ago if we'd fancy going on eggheads, uh, and we all did. So we applied for the show and we had to record a uh, kind of little little video uh, message about ourselves and they gave us certain questions to answer uh, about six or seven questions like who we'd want to face uh, what subject we'd, we'd choose if we were on and uh, what we'd do with the winnings all that kind of thing and what did you say uh, you we were recorded do with the that. Uh, I think I said I'd go on holiday somewhere um, mm. I think I said I'd go, I'd go on holiday to America and then when we started the recording yeah I think it took about, about two hours to, to record the whole thing um, and I I went first. We'd, we'd, we'd sort of divvied up between us which subject we were going to take uh, if and when they came up. Uh, and one of mine was music that I said I'd, I'd be happy to do. Um, do you so remember I, any, I of the, uh, any of the questions from that initial round? I, I, I remember all of the questions from the initial <laughs> round, yeah, because I, I was defeated in it, unfortunately. I lost 3-2. Um, the first question was, in, in which year did the proms begin? Um, and I, I didn't know. But the three options were quite. I mean, I think one of them was like the 1700s. One of them was the uh, the 1970s, which I knew it wasn't. Yeah. And I think it was about I think it was about the 1890s or yeah. something like yeah. that. Uh, it was around then. So I knew a process of elimination. I knew that one. Um, but you were expecting pop music, really? <laughs> well, I was ho- I was hoping for it. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> yeah. for it. Um, which, which the second one was? The second one was a question about an album from the 80s. It was called Rhythm Nation. Um, something or other and it was who who did that album who, who recorded Ooh, that album was it Soul to Soul Janet Jackson no it was Janet Jackson Janet yeah Jackson. it was Janet Jackson yeah. she had that leather type cap oh, on didn't yes. she oh yes sort of the... semi bondage outfit yeah yeah well, I didn't know it, but the, the three options were Janet Jackson, Madonna, and Shania Twain. Um, so I ruled out Shania Twain because mm-hmm. she's more of a nineties artist. And I just thought if it was a Madonna album, I probably would have heard of it. Yeah. Um, so I went with Janet Jackson. Yeah. And that was that was right. That was fine. Um, and then the, the third one that um, that actually cost me. It was it was the description of a musical instrument basically, um, and it was like which musical instrument is an electronic instrument that you can you can wave your hand in in front of and no. it creates like sound waves yeah, it's a theremin yeah and I, I just didn't know it so I, I guessed mm. I went the wrong way and guessed the wrong way and got it wrong and, and Chris unlucky. got got his one right oh um, it was Chris Hughes you were against it was Chris I was against Ooh. yeah yeah I selected it was a shame because because I went first and I lost that was like that was my day over then yeah it wasn't because you, you're still going to record the rest of the show but in essence I knew that then I wasn't going to play any adrenaline's more adrenaline's drained hasn't yeah. it yeah yeah, so it was a shame, but um, and the second teammate also lost on science. He took on patted science, which Ooh. was a, a bit of a task. Um, yeah. But then luckily, our, our next two, uh, who we put in, beat the two against they faced. Um, so our captain, Paula, beat Barry on politics. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, she, well, she's a she's a politics lecturer, so, so we knew that if, if politics came so, up, yeah. she was she was going for it, <laughs> uh, and she did. She beat him, and then Roy uh, beat um, Judith on, on oh, sport. Judith. No, mm. she beat Judith on sport. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there was three of them in the in the final. Um, That's good odds, they, actually. That's good odds. Well, yeah, it was so it was three against three. Um, so it was it was decent odds. Our team took them. They, they drew three all. 
uh, in the you know the initial questions, mm-hmm. and we took them to about I think it was six tiebreak questions. Wow. They, ed- they edit that down, don't they? they edit you it you down, don't see so they how many. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I think they showed three on the telly. Um, so I think they showed three of them. Um, but the the question that we went out on, I I knew the answer to, which was. Horrible because it, yeah. But, I mean, but I, I didn't know about three of the others, so you know they, they did well to did well to get there. Um, now tell us yeah. what the question was. Now you've got to tell us, Jane. What was the, the question was, I think it was something like, who became the editor of the News of the World um, in a in a certain year? Mm. Um, and I, I just I just knew it was Piers Morgan, um. Um, and um, they they discussed it and they would they considered Piers Morgan, but I think they went for. Um, Rebecca Wade. Oh, that's a good yeah, shout. Do you know what? That would have been yeah. the happiest anyone's ever been to hear the words Piers Morgan. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it was a shame. They just didn't didn't pull the right one out the bag. But, mm. um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was a close one. And, and afterwards, all the eggheads were saying, oh, you know, that was a, a really good contest. And they were said that we were a really good team to play against. And, you know, Jeremy Vine was, was saying the same thing, um, saying we were, you know, good opposition and stuff. So it was, it, we kind of held, held our heads high um, a valiant effort it's, yeah. it's, it's it was, not yeah, it's not put you off has it any further quizzing exploits not at all no not at all um no because um I've, I've done a few other bits i did i did brain of britain as well um not not too long after that um so i've done that on on radio 4 um and i've, I've got some other stuff in the pipeline so no, it hasn't put me off at all no no um i still i still love it is there um a quiz that you haven't done yet that you would aspire to do is there anything that or, or, either one that's on now or one from the past you could bring back any um, quiz from any t- any era ooh, do you know what <laughs> it's, it sounds daft this if i could bring back anything i'd, lo- I'd love to go on bullseye yes um, <laughs> i'd love yes. to do bullseye i think bullseye is brilliant yeah uh, i wouldn't be i wouldn't be the dart player i'd be the quizzer mm. uh, but i know a couple of people who'd be be decent at, at doing the dart so um i'd love to go on that but anything that's around now i'd say mastermind's the ultimate for me yeah uh, i just think it's the ultimate individual challenge uh, mm. on on in, in british in british tv quizzing i think mastermind's the ultimate yeah it is uh, I've applied to go on. I applied to go on a couple of years ago. Didn't make it on, but I'll, I'll keep trying. Uh, we'll, put, so we'll put a word in, she says, as if, <laughs> as if I've got any influence whatsoever. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll have a word. I'll have a yeah, word. Thanks very much. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So Jenny, I'm gonna quiz you now on one of those subjects that I think comes up in quizzes and never anywhere else in life. So uh heraldry. Yeah, which very rarely troubles me in every any other aspect of I'm, my I'm life. I'm always worried about you know <laughs> what's going to be on my uh, on my coat of arms yeah, when well, I I'm marry gonna... into the aristocracy inevitably. So heraldry. Yeah, I, I I know nothing about heraldry, but the thing that always comes up is colours of mm. heraldry. So your first question is going to be in heraldry, which colour is described as ghouls? G U L E S. Ghouls. Is ghouls is ghouls red? It is correct. Yeah. Um, all the others are sort of gettable if you've got Latin, but ghouls was the one. That yeah, is it doesn't seem to make much sense, does it? Ghoulies. Ghoulies. It's what colour are your ghoulies? Yeah. That's what it think is. Of it that way. Um, and then so top, top tip for when you're down. <laughs> just remember your when ghoulies. When you're on mastermind, you go. <laughs> Ghoulies. <laughs> Angry ghoulies. Yeah, that is it. My ghoulies are irritated and red. Um, now, heraldic fur, which yes. is like the stuff that's in the background yeah. on your on your coat of arms uh, or on your... Yeah, the your top of the shield. The top of your of shield it. and stuff. Um, what are the two types, the two main types of heraldic fur? I think the one would be ermine. Is one, one is ermine. ermine. Um, oh, good Lord. And the other one... Yes. Oh, they're screaming at, oh. their, at their devices now. The yeah, all the heraldry fans oh, are back God, at home. I tell you what, mad heraldry fans. Yeah, there's, some, there's someone on the tubers standing up going, how could you not get... <laughs> and I don't know. Go on, enlighten us. There. V-A-I-R. Which is... Um, I think it's... That's V-A-R, the, that's, that's in the football. V-A-I-R. It represents... A kind of fur common in the middle of eight, middle ages, made from the greyish blue backs of squirrels sewn together with animals' white underbellies. With the animals' white underbellies, wow. so it's basically the red squirrel uh, when they when they were still very prevalent, they would skin them and then sew their backs and fronts together, and that gives you vair. Why aren't we doing that now with the, with the grey squirrels? I know, well, we've got plenty of them, but uh, <laughs> obviously not good enough. Uh, so that's, you know, half right, half right there. Yeah, um, and there. half a point. Um, what is marshalling in the context of heraldry? What is marshalling? Marshalling, oh my goodness. I've, I've, I didn't revise this topic. You didn't, myself. did you? No. Um, marshalling. Um, I'll give you a visual clue. <laughs> that's that's really helping the listeners. The, the listeners. <laughs> um... <laughs> Go on, because uh, uh, no, joining... you look like you were doing the mobot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing was joining two coats of arms together. Oh, when marriage into marriage, marshalling oh, them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Beginning with the letter E, what is the alternative name for the shield upon which a coat of arms is usually depicted? Good lord, it's a beautiful word. I'm going to be saying this along with Dermot Murnahan. This is my other favourite. Is, is it? Is it a French thing? Yes. Yeah. On Trenamon or something. No, it's like not. That. Well, it's more. It's got a hard. Anyway, I'll tell you. Go on. Escutcheon. 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 Oh, it does say good. Escutcheon. Yeah. Oh. Why don't you design Dermot Murnahan's escutcheon? 
That's oh, great things like a team name. Dermot Murnahan's escutcheon, yes. <laughs> Dermot Murnahan's proud escutcheon. I bet he would have a proud escutcheon, wouldn't he? Um, OK, so finally, your final question on heraldry. Oh, goodness. Um, which animals are the supporters on the royal coat of arms of the United Kingdom? Uh, the lion and the unicorn. Yes. yes. There we go. She snatched there we go. victory from the jaws of defeat, from the jaws of the lion and yeah, unicorn. That wasn't, that wasn't a resounding success, but those are the kind of things that come up. Yeah, but the, the colours. Time and again. The, the colours. Yeah, 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 Sable yeah. and all that sort exactly. of stuff. Exactly, it's being worth black. learning, worth learning yeah. those. Doing a, a little light reading, not going into too much effort. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's, yeah, that's my... So, well done. Thank well you. Well done. And that's... Slightly patronising, but... Yeah, I am yeah, quite patronising. pat on the head. Azure ghouls, purpur, instead of purple, purpur, <laughs> sable... Purpur just sounds like a cat-shaped Pokemon, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Purpur. Uh, Sabla and Vert. Vert, of course. Uh, which, you know, yeah, you can get all that. Oh, and also, here's some other little bonus ones. Murray. Sanguine. I mean, Sanguine you're going to yeah, get, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Tene, which is an orange-brown or orange tourney. And Murray is a kind of purple, sort of aubergine. So, everybody, look out for Dermot Murderhan's Purpur Escutcheon. And I am delighted to say that we are being joined by someone I have met on QI and someone who goes way back with you, Jenny, I believe. It's the one and only Mr. James Harkin. James, thank you so much for talking to us and um, thank you for being so lovely to me when I did QI. <laughs> oh, well, no, thanks for doing QI. You're amazing. No, it's so, so much fun. It is the um, the most fun of the panel games. I think I'm in no way going to be contradicted by anyone when I say that. because it's... I think it is, it's very friendly, isn't it? We're yeah. a very friendly TV show. Yeah, and uh, the atmosphere of actually we care about knowledge as well as, you know, <laughs> it's good to be funny, but it's also good to be right. Yeah, I think that's definitely true of everyone who works at QI. We're all we're all here because we like the job and we like facts and we like things like that. Not very many of us are here because we want to work in television, really. Yeah, yeah. There's no showbiz, uh, cocaine-addled uh, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm speaking for you, James. You may as you may be off your nut as we like speak, that. but just, uh, just tea-addled. Really. I think probably it's more tea and uh, tea and crosswords, isn't it, really? Green tea and Haribo's. Yeah, right. oh, Haribo. It's a good combination. So tell us a bit about your uh, route into the world of TV panel show, I suppose. I mean, we do debate, actually, quickly, can we clarify? We would sort of... Because quiz show, panel show, where do you think QI sits on that divide? I would what? say that, well, it's definitely a panel show, isn't it? But I think we are... We're basically a comedy show pretending to be a quiz show, mm -hmm. I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the questions are comedic in themselves because they don't make any sense and there's no way you can answer any of them. And then the answers that we get from our panel panelists are always funny. And then we have a little bit at the end where we tell you the actual answer. But no one's really supposed to know any of the answers. That's what makes us different than a quiz show, I think. But there, there is a correct answer. So I, I, I tend to kind of... It's it's certainly on the quiz show spectrum for me more than more than some other panel shows. Yeah, but then Jenny, I reckon you would just know a lot of the answers that most people <laughs> wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. I think the general public tend to not know the answers, and, um, and they're not really supposed to. But then we do have some extremely smart viewers who do tend to know a few things. 
Yeah, I mean, well, even in the studio audience, there were a couple of people I seem to remember one night who were, you know, they they wanted to make it known that they knew the answers, which is good for them. And so how did you get involved in the whole of TV TV stuff? Well, um, so I was an accountant. I lived in Bolton um, with Jenny. Not with Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we were good friends when we were... What's that, sorry? Just something about Bolton, obviously. Big, yeah, big no, well, we were really good friends, and we were in a quiz team, uh, and we had our, our own jobs, uh, and I was an accountant, but I was found, found that the um, work was quite boring, and I was doing it all very quickly, and they wouldn't give me any more. And in accountancy, it's the same every single month, so you get to the end of the month, and then you do the same again and again and again. And I found that I was doing all the work in the first couple of weeks, and so I had spare weeks at the end. And so um, I asked for more work and they wouldn't give me any, but I was lucky enough that my computer, no one else in the office could see it. And so <laughs> I could kind of do what I wanted. Um, so I used, my uncle told me about this new TV show called QI. He thought I'd like it because I was into quizzes. And I went on their website and I started sending them facts. And then um, after a while they said, well, would you consider jacking in your job and doing QI full time? And of course I said no, because I had a mortgage. and. <laughs> There was no way I was going to go into television where it was like three-month contracts and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I kind of said, well, I'll do it for free anyway. I'll do it for fun as a hobby. And then after a year or so, I got told off at work for not doing enough. (laughs) (laughs) I got told into the IT department's office and they said, you are the second biggest user of internet data in the entire company. <laughs> Super. And you're catching up to number one, which is our entire email server. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so I kind of said to them that it was the ashes was on at the time, so I said I was streaming the ashes and that's why it was happening. But mm. actually, it was just, I was working on QI almost full-time at that stage. <laughs> and um, so I had to give up and I had to do my proper job. And then John Lloyd, who's the, um, the man behind, behind QI, he rang me up and he said, would you really not consider jacking it in? Um, we'll let you work on QI and then if it kind of sweetens the deal, we'll let you do our accounts for the other half of the year. Superb! So, oh, my um, goodness! <laughs> so for the first couple of years, I did QI and then in the other half of the year, I did QI's accounts. And now everything's way too busy and I don't have a chance to do any accounts anymore. Wow, that is the loveliest... (laughs) Well, obviously, to Jenny, that's a tragedy that you're letting your accountancy slide. But that is such a beautiful story. Imagine, and to be wanted so much must have felt amazing. Well, you know, it's like for us... For me, living in Bolton, it was, it's like a different world. So you don't even think about stuff like that, do you? Mm, no. Just another job. And then only when you get down here, you're like, wow, this is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are, yeah. You're thrust into the world of showbiz, whether you wanted it or not, really, aren't you? <laughs> you are, are you still keeping quizzing going in any other way? Or is it just all focused in QI now? Well, um, I like to keep my hour in when possible. Um, so we appeared on Only Connect a few years ago. Uh, and we are to reappear on Only Connect later this year, mm. I think, or early next year in a special. Fantastic. Uh, that's with my colleagues, Anne and Andy. Yeah. And um, I like to do the odd pub quiz in London. Um, the Prince of Wales is my favourite. We go there every now and then. Uh, sometimes I set that quiz as well. That's the one that's supposed to be the hardest quiz in the country. Mm. I don't know if it really is, but it's, that's what they kind of call it. It's got to be up there, though. It is. It's, oh, it's yeah. on the tricky side, certainly. A lot of the, um, a lot, well, a few of the quizzes who you would know if you're into quizzing tend to go there, don't they? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the uh, the London-based top echelons. If they have a Tuesday evening free when it's not Quiz League of London season, they'll pop in. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can come to mine if you want to win a tray of meat. It's not so oh. much about the... You know, the quizzing's fine, but it's more about the prizes at, at my one. But, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, do you have any quizzing ambition? I mean, is this a... You know, are you just happy where you are and this is it now, do you think? Well, I went to the University of Sheffield and um, basically I've spent the last six months or so trying to follow them on Twitter and email them and I appeared in their alumni magazine and I'm kind of hoping <laughs> <laughs> that they might ask me to go on um, University Challenge someday. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, yes. I don't think that's ever really going to happen. <laughs> um, apart from that, no, not really. I mean... You know, I like it. I like to do it for fun. Um, I've, I've been to a few, like, quiz events and stuff like that, and I always enjoy them, but I, it's just the time, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's always the problem. Yeah, Like, is. having spare Tuesday nights is not something I tend to have much no, of, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, if you did, you might do some accountancy in that time. <laughs> you might go back to your first love of accountancy. And um, can you think of any particularly special moments for you in QI? Any episodes that you particularly enjoyed or any questions that you Well, of course, the ones you were on, of course. Obviously, um, obviously. So. Thank you. Um well, I mean, I always just remember the most recent ones. We've got some amazing stuff coming in Series P, which starts in the autumn, uh, which I'm probably not allowed to tell you about, actually. Okay. But um, I can say that I appear oh. in one of the shows. Wow, nice. Um, but you might not necessarily know it's me because I'm in a disguise. <laughs> oh, uh, this is but very I can't really say any more about that. Oh, lovely. No, but, that's brilliant. I, a tease. That's what yeah, we like. Exactly. That's what we like, a bit of intrigue. Oh, well, we should... I mean, we'd be watching it anyway, but now we shall be watching it with a keen eye. Eyes peeled. To see James, the man of mystery, in his, <laughs> in his disguise. I'm not doing accounts. I'm doing something much more embarrassing than that. Oh, uh, and I think it will, be at the, it will be in the Christmas special, I can say that much. Fantastic. Well, we shall all look forward to that. Thank you so much, James, for talking to us. That's wonderful. No worries. So it's that time of the show again. Oh, where I get grilled. Test Lucy on another topic, which is part of my quiz syllabus. The things that come up so frequently, you need to put in just a bit of work and your quizzing will just get infinitely better. You're like, I'm like the karate kid to your Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, quiz on, quiz off. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it this time? This this week you should have been revising your Christmas oh, yes. number one singles. Of course it is, yes, I, I have. I thought it's a nice fun one. You know, I'm, I'm not getting into the really tough stuff like heraldry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're the pro, I'm the am. Starting off, so, starting you off easy. Yes. Think you can revise this with, you know, a Spotify playlist if you like. Yeah, no, it was quite good fun. So I did um, just, I looked at a list vaguely and then unfortunately, instead of properly spotting up, what I did was I went down a George Michael um, nostalgia Rabbit trip, hole. which was wonderful. So oh, it's lovely and it I regret to nothing. Be a, a, at least once a week. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I'm as as I'll ever be, yes. You could hear the hoofbeats pound as they raced across the ground are the opening lyrics to which Christmas number one? I'm going to say Stop the Cavalry. That was not a Christmas number one. Oh, it's just a Christmas song. Yes. Right, try me again, try me again. You could hear the... The opening opening lyrics are You could hear the hoofbeats pound as they raced across the ground. Can you give me a rough era? It was 1970s. Oh, yeah. It was a golden era for novelty pop. Oh. Okay, 
look at me now and I'm looking into your eyes and you're giving me nothing. Um, <laughs> so you need to learn this if you're going to be a, a hardened quiz mistress. Yeah, just, yeah, just give yeah. Nothing. She, she's giving me absolutely nothing. Oh, I'm going to absolutely kick myself. You Go are. on, another clue. Let's just give me as many clues as possible. Um, well, it's, it's, it tells a tragic tale oh. of love rivals. It was um, about rival food delivery people. Oh, only the first fastest milkman in the West. Yes, there no. we go. Good he Lord. Was, he, was, he was killed by two-ton Ted from Teddington, wasn't he? <laughs> it's 1971. 71. Well, yeah. before my time, I'm delighted to say. It's so rare I get to say that these days, <laughs> but yeah, before my time, love. Uh, moving on. Uh, so I did ask you earlier. Okay, yes. So Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ. Was born on Christmas Day. Was born on Christmas Day. It was, uh, but Healy, it's also thing, Christmas yeah. Christmas number it's Christmas one. number one two for two acts. different acts. So Mary's Boy Child was number one for... I'm going to say Harry Belafonte. It was Harry Belafonte, yeah. And Very I'm going to say Boney M. Boney M in 1978. That was Very not before good. my time. So that, no. I have a very... No, no excuse for that one. memory of Boney M doing that one. Um, yeah, good. Marvellous. Do they know it's Christmas? <gasps> um, but it was number one more than once. I want you to tell me which years. Do they know it's Christmas? <sighs> Oh, you know, number one. I looked at this and I thought, I know this will come up three times. It got because uh, there was the so there was the original. So mm-hmm. Band Aid. I want to say, well, Live Aid was eighty four, five, three, three, five, five. Was it eighty five? Live Aid was in nineteen eighty five. Live Aid was in. Look at she's still giving nothing away. So. <laughs> Do they know it's well? Do they know it was Christmas? Was was that before or after? That was before eighty four. Yeah, Christmas number Christmas number one eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now and then we had the Stock Aitken yes, Waterman yeah. iteration so of it with Sonia and yeah. um, just Sonia. So I remember just, just that was enough. <laughs> she could have carried they, it. On well, her own. They, it was it was the Sonia era. This yeah. was one hundred percent. God, I mean that can't have been that much later. It wasn't. No. Eighty seven. It's 89. 89, it was okay. 89. It was, five year, yeah. The five-year anniversary, that makes sense. Okay. And then... And then, like, now, I can't even remember who was on the next one. Blue? Probably. Boyzone? <laughs> is that sort of... Is it... Well, was it the 10-year? Was it 94? No, 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 no. Was it 1990? No. 2000 and... <gasps> you are kidding now. I mean, I paid no attention to no, it. No, because it's, it's 2005? 2004. It's oh, because it was 20, 20 years. Yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. I mean, Bono was still on it because he insists, doesn't he? <laughs> but I, I can't really remember who else was on it. It was that. But it made number yeah. one. But oh, yeah. That just goes yeah. to show that but number one People will just buy it because it's charity. Yeah, I think, yeah, these kind yeah. Of things. Just fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Um, I want you to name the fictional characters who've had Christmas number ones. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can Spice confirm, Girls. I can confirm <laughs> that Ed Sheeran is a real person. He is a real person. So it doesn't okay, count. Yes, yes. Uh, but there are two two fictional hmm. characters. We're on 1993. 93? Who would have been? Like Zig and Zag? Or, no, um, no. But not nowhere near as good as Zig and Zag. Oh, no. Um, is it like a, is it an animation or a, no. like a puppet? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's an, an a man. Oh, Mr. Blobby, yes. Mr. Blobby, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. God, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And two thousand. This was an animation. Um, two thousand. No. Go on, give us a clue. It was, uh, well, 
If, if you accredited it to the actual artist, it would be Neil Morrissey. Oh, Bob the Builder, Bob the, Builder. the Mambo one, was it the no, Mambo No, it's Can one? We Fix It, it's the first one. Oh, the just the classic. Was the, was the Mambo number. Oh, okay, just Can Mambo We Fix Wow, weird cover versions <laughs> of our time. Um, who was the first X Factor winner? Christmas oh, God, I've got no. I mean, I literally don't know. Joe McKeldry. No, that's a very good shout, to be fair. I've got no. I mean, uh, I, I just plucked a name and I'm did, delighted you, that you, I... You named um, an X Factor winner. I so did. That's, that's the else. only thing that I can be proud of today. What, uh, did he win it or was he runner-up? It all blends into I, one. You know, I mean, uh, that's, that's why the Christmas number one gets very difficult in the early 2000s because... You just basically have to remember a list of X Factor winners. Or, um, fun. Where was like Will Young and Gareth Gates? Were they X Factor or were they some pop idols? They were pop idols. So yeah. it's not them. No. Um, what year? So it, what it, year was it? It was actually two thousand five. Ooh. And uh, it's is it's, it a, is it a band? Is it a band? It's not a band. Oh. It's a solo artist. Because Girls Allowed had. Uh, they were Christmas. pop stars, the rivals, oh, weren't they? You know, well, I mean, there you go. You, reality TV, we need to cover this topic because that comes up a lot in your, especially in your pub quizzes. Oh, this is depressing. So th- this 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 person has gone on to have an acting career. Boy or girl? It's a boy. Oh. It's in Coronation Street. No, Shane from Boys Own. Oh, Shane, another Shane. Yes. Okay, Shane. I thought you had it for a second. Well, Shane Lynch, or is that the Boys no, Own? That's the Boys Own one. one. Shane Ward. Shane Ward. Yes. I know nothing about him, but I've heard the name. There you go. There you go. Brilliant. Well, I think I did amazingly there. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit more revision for the next topic. Do you know I didn't really brush up at all? So yeah, I'll brush up on those for I think, my. Yeah. For my pop quizzes. Thank you very much. No but if nothing else, I've learnt that Shane Ward and Shane Lynch are different people. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? They probably did, but I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you very moms, much. And what's going to be on the syllabus next week? Let's do. Let's let's go some more classic knowledge, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. U.S. state capitals. Oh, brilliant. Oh well, I don't even need to revise. I totally know that the capital of um, Oklahoma is um, Boogaloo and it is. Um, uh, Boulder, Colorado. Is a place. Oh, uh, is not the capital. <laughs> Turns out I do need to do. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do some revision. U.S. state capitals. U.S. state capitals. Next time. Okay, brilliant. What have we learnt this week, Jenny? Uh, well, you've learned that there's more than one Shane in pop music. I have. That was very useful. And uh, you've learned all about ghouls and yeah, ghoulies. the difference between ghouls and ghoulies. Red ghoulies, Next time yes. I talk to Dermot Murnahan, I'll need to know that. <laughs> you do. Thank you to everyone who contributed to the show. And um, so next week I shall be learning my uh, American state capitals. Albany, New York. See, I've got one. That's one. Congratulations. There you go. So I'm doing well. So see you next time. Bye. Bye. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.